You've tuned into Geek Elite Radio. Good luck. What if you found a portal to a parallel universe? What if you could slide into a thousand different worlds? Where it's the same year, and you're the same person, but everything else is different. And what if you can't find your way home? Welcome back for another issue of Imagine Imagine If. If. That's right, folks. We're here talking about comic books all day, every day. Uh, First thing we always like to talk about is uh, news and then what's new and uh, on the spinner racks and what we've been reading. Then eventually this episode, we're going to get to a challenge. That's right. It's been three weeks. We we have been thinking long and hard about what kind of challenge we're going to do. We came up with something. I mean, basically it was my turn. So... I've been really into this whole Spider-Man Renew Your Vows thing. Uh, I figured, why not do that in the DC Universe? What does what Spider-Man Renew Your Vows look like in the DC Universe? And Chris has kindly obliged me on this. <laughs> well, it's going to be a fun challenge. I mean, honestly, it's it's one of those things, like, it's kind of funny because Marvel obviously started it with their first wedding annulment for lack of a better word. Right. Um, and then DC was like, oh, shoot, you know, Peter Parker's that young swinging guy again. Even though all Peter Parker's done is pine over Mary Jane and maybe <laughs> get into pseudo relationships. So it's like, well, let's do, let's do that for Clark Kent. And they created this whole third character, Jonathan. Jonathan Carroll. And, you know, he was the one wooing Lois Lane. And that didn't happen. It just went back to, you know, Lois loves Superman and Clark Kent's just there. You know? <laughs> so it kind of blew up in their faces and DC made it permanent. And Marvel started it with Renew Your Vows, which was a book that got me instantly because I was like, oh, this is going to be this is the third part of the trilogy. You know, one more day, one moment in time. Renew your vows. Right. And I was like, Yes, this is going to be perfect. And it wasn't bad. I mean, I, I choose to stop after the miniseries. So that's what keeps it fresh in my mind. <laughs> <laughs> Which is fine. Uh, I, I have ventured into the ongoing a little bit more. But, uh, uh, yeah, that miniseries, uh, War Zones, was, was really great. So I'm glad we're going to try and try and do this over in the DC Universe. But first, uh, like I said, let's talk about what's on the spinner rack. Okay, so coming at you hot and fresh this Wednesday. We have a nice heaping of books. So let's see what's coming out of the DC offices. So DC, what I would recommend is Batman issue 30. This continues on with the war of jokes and riddles. So in the last one, we had Bruce Wayne sits down to dinner and invites the Joker and his gang and the Riddler and his gang and is basically like, why should I finance you? Really tense standoff because Batman can't do it. Batman cannot defeat these people. So Batman does the next best he can do. Charm them as Bruce Wayne. So this issue is going to pick up, and obviously we're going to start getting out of the past and and kind of delving more into what's going on, which is the reveal. Will Catwoman say yes or no to the proposal that Batman said? So that's always an ongoing saga, definitely worth picking up. Bombshells United. Before you move on to the next one, let's 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 play out a few scenarios. Obviously, right. the scenario of Catwoman says no. What happens then? You know, it's one of those things. I think her saying no, it wouldn't change anything. No. Like, she's obviously just not going to come live in Wayne Manor and hang out in the Batcave. She's still going to do what they do. He's still going to do what they do. And it's just not going to change any differently because they're not conventional people. So marriage being conventional isn't something that's going to be major, you know. 
I kind of feel if by her saying no, the only person who's really going to be sad is Alfred because Alfred's a very formal person. So, you know, he'll want that. Um, but I, I don't see it changing anything. I don't see Batman being like, oh, you spurned me. It's just, you know, Catwoman could really do the argument of why do I need a piece of paper? So, okay. So then you think that if she says no, they, it doesn't change. Like they, they'll still have their rooftop. Okay. Yeah. That's what I was getting for this. They'll still be doing that every now and then and, and hooking up whenever they get the chance. Yeah. Uh, if they say, if she says yes, if she says yes, now that's going to be the big shocker because how does the family react? You know, I mean, think about in Hush. Okay, so in Hush, you know, I remember uh, Bruce kind of had Tim and Dick play against the idea, Mm -hmm. you know, but it was more to kind of get her feel. And even then she was laughing. She's like, oh, you're Mr. Loner yet. Look at your family. She's more the true loner. I mean, there's probably, depending on the continuity, there's maybe two people Catwoman cares about, you know, and... So in this case, I, I think it's going to be she'll say yes, but there's going to be a lot of culture shock to come with it. I mean, her living in Wayne Manor, the Batcave, you know, I, I think the biggest reaction that I'm looking forward to, what's Damien going to say about all this? I so mean, his father's not marrying his mother. You know, I, I see that. I see where you're going with that. But I think it's Dick. Dick is going to have the biggest reaction. You know, I... I Ultimately, I think Dick would, in my opinion, I think Dick would be happy. You know, it's like, good. Bruce is becoming a human because Dick is. I mean, Dick lived the same trauma, you know, and if anything, Dick might have had it harder because at least when Bruce was a child, he didn't have Batman over his shoulder telling him, you're doing this wrong, (laughs) you know. So maybe it's one of those things where it's like Dick could be like, look, I survived this crap. I dealt with you growing up. Be a human, you know. I just say I'm just saying just because you know Dick has been his ward <laughs> for the longest time. Right. Uh, he not only has the most exposure to Bruce, but he has the most exposure to Catwoman. I would say that's true. So I mean, I, and I get it. You're right. He's he's he would be happy for Bruce to be um, with somebody, be more human. Um, but I would say that he also knows their relationship and how maybe how dysfunctional it actually is. So you almost think that it's like, while it's good at the same time, it has those problems and the problems are, is it worth the heartache? Right. Exactly. That's a good question, but something to throw at you. Let's just say, you know, what if Bruce did settle down with like Vicky Vale or, um, silver's at cloud, but no, a non powered person. Oh, a non-superhero yeah. person. Another Somebody non- who's just cape. another person. Like, a, you know, like, I think that would drive Batman crazy because that person's not going to want, you know, it's like being the wife of a cop. You know, I don't want to be there to answer the phone or get that knock on the door. You don't want you know? Superman at the door at the door saying, hey, uh, we yeah, lost Bruce. Here's another skeleton of Bruce. Yeah. So we just had a big old crisis. Uh, don't worry, you know, because at least like with it being like someone like Catwoman, Zatanna or Dahlia, they are part of that world. Right. They can jump in that risk. They could save him if it were to happen. Right. You know. OK, I get you. All right. So I don't know. I guess that's what I would think. I, I, I ultimately I see Dick being OK with it. I just see Damien being a total turd. Well, I, I, I just feel like I, we've seen enough stories now where Damien has gone against his mother and his grandfather's wishes. You know, right. like like he sees them for the bad guys that they are, if, if that's the way you want to put it. So, like, 
I don't I, I don't feel like he's going to be hurt like hey this isn't my mom but I do see him being that terrible stepson being like you're not my mom kind of thing yeah he takes it real far there's a nice little one shot special uh, <laughs> uh, you know what is it that Dr. Seuss books are you my mother and then it's, <laughs> you're not my mother and to be even funny we draw it with a little robin and a cat <laughs> Uh, and I mean, what do you think? Do you, do you think she's going to say yes, or do you think she's going to say no? Oh, you know, you personally, it, I want them to say yes, but I, I feel like this is one of those things where this is a major mythos change because mm-hmm. we have seen Batman and Catwoman married before. Helena Wayne, yeah, Helena Wayne was their daughter and all that fun stuff. And the main continuity, no, it's like the James Bond thing. Do you think there would ever be a movie where they marry James Bond? No, it just it kind of takes away from the mystique of it. So I think this is a neat build. I could see them saying yes. I could see it making to the wedding and then something happens. And then finally, she's like, you know what? It's best we don't make it official. It puts a target on her back. So ultimately, in the end, I don't see them getting married. Or maybe the big official wedding gets interrupted and and it doesn't happen. And they act like they don't get married, but they got actually got married in the Batcave like Ooh. Like with Alfred. They had Alfred preside. They did an in-house thing. And then there was the Bruce Wayne, Selena Kyle, big marriage that was out there for public display. And yeah, that's where, ah, that could be something. Interesting. That could be something. All right. Okay. Keep going with you. What's on the spinner rack? All right. So uh, Bombshells United, number one. So Bombshells isn't a book I'm reading, but it, it's, it's its own little universe. It's really taken off. So it's very 1940s uh, steampunk infused uh female driven book so it led to statues action figures and everything and they're basically relaunching it so it's bombshells if, two number one right or is it just, no, no. Just bombshells united so oh, okay yeah, so, so this so. is the first time they've done the comic books of, of the pinup versions of the these well they, they did they, i think they've actually had comics now this is like they're basically giving it a chance to jump on okay so by re- revamping it so if you missed out now's your chance to do it Dark Knight's Metal number one second printing is out there, so definitely jump on that. Uh, Green Arrow number 30 is going to be one, because I believe, if I remember my numbers correctly, this is where Hal and Ollie team up. Uh, I was looking at a preview page, and it's kind of interesting because it's it feels like they know each other, but at the same time, the way they were talking, obviously I think the dialogue is for the reader to be like, hey, remember this history we've got? Yeah, <laughs> right, here we go. But what was neat is they have to go in outer space, so Hal makes a... Uh, a pickup truck and they jump in it and fly in outer space. Of course. So I thought that was a nice little nod. Um, that one, I would almost suggest getting the variant cover because it's drawn by Mike Grell, who's a huge green arrow, green artist. arrow artist. Yes. Yeah. And, uh, and writer, right? Didn't he, didn't he write as well? I think you're right. Actually. I think I know he was definitely the artist for the longbow hunters, but you might be right. He also might've been the writer. Didn't he also do an iconic death stroke? That I couldn't tell you. Okay. I don't, I don't know if, if he did or not. All right. Um, let's see. Green Lanterns issue 30 will be out this week. Uh, Green Lanterns is rewriting everything. Uh, Sam and – or not Sam. Um, Jessica Cruz? Jessica Cruz and – Simon. Uh, Simon. There we go. Simon Baz. They have been sent into the past. So essentially they're there with the first original Lanterns. Right. After, so, so this would be after the Manhunters. Yeah. And yeah. and before the core that we know. Yeah. So this is this is the first time it's getting set up. And we actually see the Earth entity as a baby still inside 
Earth. Or sorry, not the Earth. The life entity as a baby inside the planet right. Earth still. So I don't know. This could have some huge ramifications. Will they bring the entities back or will they still be MIA? Personally, I hope they're back because we know Parallax is running out there, at least in two variations. One as the zero-hour Hal Jordan and then the other as the big yellow fear bug. So I would love them to bring back all of it. I want, you know, Adair. I want the Butcher. I want all of them back. I think that'd be great. Um, Injustice 2, Issue 9. Of course, I have to plug Injustice. That book is just phenomenal. Nightwing 28. And Superman number 30. And the Superman books right now are basically dealing with a parallax-possessed Superman. So that's that's very interesting. Uh, the last issue kind of left with the with the hang with the, the the hanging ending twist there, you know. So we see Superman in full yellow armor, parallaxed out, and it's like, oh, this is gonna be great. So this is gonna pick up where that issue left off. So I'm excited for that. So those are some of your DC books. Uh, let's see. I always feel bad. I never advertise. So I'm gonna try my best with this. Uh, Dynamite Entertainment does have some good books every now and then. One that I'm reading from them is Green Hornet 66 Meets the Spirit. So this one's actually interesting because it is Will Eisner's character, the spirit, in the year 1966. So he's older. Mm. We've never seen that. Spirit's always been timeless. So this time we're seeing him as an, as an older man. So it's, it's been interesting. I'm, I've kind of set it off to the side. Um, if you were a fan of the movie, now's your time to read it. Kevin Smith's Yoga Hosers. So, yes, they are doing a one-shot. So <laughs> if you want to reanalyze that story again and again, that is the way to do it. So that's coming out of Dynamite. Uh, let's see. IDW, they are very um, – they're great if you are a fan of toys. So Gem and the Holograms, Judge, Dread, My Little Pony. Uh, they've got some Star Wars Adventures books, which is interesting because Star Wars is usually reserved mostly for – marvel comics right so that could be something so if you're looking for a star wars number one that's the week to strike image comics uh criminal they are putting out a deluxe edition i would recommend it i enjoyed criminal uh it was a fun little one but i i think i'm only doing the first four issues i didn't bother to stay in for the long run but that could be something worthwhile there's another kingsman coming kingsman the red diamond so it looks like we're getting ready for the trilogy because i'm sure this will be a movie sometime down the road um, you no, sure that oh, doesn't that doesn't lead into like it's a movie lead in, or lead into the movie of the ooh, Golden that's Circle? That's actually a good question. I don't know if it. I could have sworn it was a third part. Let me double check here. So it's very much the cover is drawn like the actor. Cause, uh, yeah, because I wouldn't. I feel like they wouldn't, or Mark Miller or Millar wouldn't go into creating a third story having it be sounding like Golden Circle and Red Diamond. Like, it, I mean, are we? Well, okay, so here's their official one. Kingsman is in cinemas in September, and we're launching the sequel to the hit comic book series by Mark Millar and Dave Givens with Kingsman the Red Diamond. So it's actually a sequel to the comics. Oh. So there's only been one comic. This will be the second comic, and we're having two movies. So it looks like it's definitely going to be, I guess, a little loose-based. Right. Give you something to work with there. But what's interesting about this this is put out by Rob Williams and Simon Fraser, not Mark Millar and Dave Givens. It's part of the Millar world, yeah, but so not yeah, but not not the original creator. So that's that's always interesting. Uh, Walking Dead issue one seventy one will be out as well. I I feel bad. I'm getting ready to leave the Walking Dead comic verse. Why is that? 
Well, not to put out major spoilers for TV fans, but in the comics, after All Out War, so after the you know the hilltop, the all all of the the, the, the different villages team up to stop the saviors. Mm-hmm. You know they defeat them, and it was a close call. Many people were hurt, many people died, but they captured Negan and they put him in jail. And I was like, okay, that's cool. You know, like it's not typical kill your villain, but it I don't know. I just didn't like how that issue ended. And then the next story arc was like All New World or something like that. And it That's was the time jump, way. right? Yeah. And it was the time jump. And I just, I don't care about old Rick. Mm. I mean, not to say like he's an older, older guy, but I mean, now it's like he's, he went from like mid to upper 30s to mid 40s. And he's just, he looks tired. Mm. And I'm like, it's just not doing it for me anymore. Like I, I kind of, I lost touch with this Rick. So Rick's always been my POV character and with him just not being as exciting, I I can't justify. So I don't know. It's, it's getting near the end for me. I guess maybe this is time where I'm going to get Negan down. (laughs) (laughs) Let's see now going up to the other extinguished competition here, Marvel comics, all new guardians of the galaxy issue nine. Um, start reading that book. If you aren't already doing it, do it because there's going to be something major. I feel that they are planting some seeds for when the, um, the, uh, infinity war comes out. That book's going to be a major contender. Uh, they're definitely looking for the infinity gems. They're playing with some ideas that go all the way back to the original infinity gauntlet and stories like that. So it's very exciting. Uh, and it's just been a fun book, you know? So Aaron Kudar, great art, um, so I would definitely put that one on your pickup list. Astonishing X-Men number three will be out. Again, this is going to have to start answering the questions. Is Professor X- Xavier alive? Because we saw him being held captive by the Shadow King, and there was dialogue, but that's the tough thing. Is it real dialogue? Is this mental images? How does it work? And speaking of which, this was a spoiler from last week. In the newest issue of the Dream Grey comic, so Jean Grey has met the Phoenix uh, during the generations. So she met like the 19 early 80s Phoenix doppelganger that was Jean Grey of the Uncanny X-Men that died in the Dark Phoenix saga, right? So okay. she met her, talked with her and all this fun stuff. Now she went on kind of like a soul trip with Doctor Strange. And at the end of the trip, you know, Doctor Strange is like, oh, is everything okay? And Jean's like, yeah, but you don't see her. And it's Jean Grey in her new X-Men outfit. Hmm. Yeah, crazy twist. So is adult Jean back? What does this mean? Did she finally leave the white hot room? And why is she such a bitch? (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, that. So those are two books. If you're looking for your Professor Xavier and your Jean Grey, they're out there. Um, Champions number 12. This one's supposed to be a big Cyclops issue. I have the feeling this is probably where he's going to leave the book. Which would be fine with me. I don't have to keep buying it. <laughs> um, Daredevil issue 26. Daredevil has been fantastic. Uh, the last arc was called Supreme. And basically, Matt Murdock wanted to propose the idea of having superheroes be able to testify in court as basically, oh, like, I, I forget the proper terminology, but when cops get like an undercover, not necessarily undercover cop, but like a, a mole, like they're they're stoolie, they're they're uh, an informant. There you go, an informant. So why can't why can't superheroes have those same protections the informants get? So it went up to the Supreme Court, and Matt Murdock won the case. And so now Wilson Fisk is very pissed. So they're launching the next plan, and I think this is the start of that. Where basically, it's going to be Fisk's town. We're going to have Wilson Fisk be the mayor of New York. 
So this could be really exciting. Which would Um, be, and I know that I'm not caught up on Secret Empire yet, but I think the last issue I read was nine. Um, That's kind of what Fisk's plan was during the Secret Empire while all of New York was underneath the Dark Force bubble, whatever you say. He's like, hey, just remember... Who was that was giving out supplies when uh, when we were all in, inside the dark uh, bubble? Yep, and exactly. So I'm excited. Yeah, I'm hoping that plays out. You know, where it's like, hey, when this town was really hurt, did your heroes protect you? No. So yeah, that'll that'll be very exciting to see. We'll have generations. Iron Man and Ironheart will be out there. So I think this one actually takes place in the future. Uh, Generations Phoenix and Jean Grey. I know I just talked about that a moment ago. It actually is getting approved for a second printing, so that'll be out as well. So what exactly are the Generation books? Is it just a a slice of moment out of time, like where these two characters that share the same name are existing? Like they, they don't it doesn't go into any one particular story or anything. It's just like these two characters are meeting and talking. Kind of. I mean, like, it's tough because they did say this is not time travel. So it's it's not time travel based. And it's not, you know, like, it is actually like Steve Rogers, Captain America meeting Sam Wilson Falcon. So it is them. Um, but, like, obviously with that book I just mentioned, you know, it looks like Sam goes back to World War II. Uh, Adamus Cho went back to, like, the early days of the Hulk. So it's tough to say what it really is. I kind of feel it's just, it's, I almost feel like both characters are at a turning point. So this is where they can decide with each other, you know, like uh, I haven't been reading all of them, but I think there's a certain theme where it's almost like maybe I should quit. And I almost feel like both characters are in that state of mind. Like with the Jean Grey one, it's probably like, who am I? Because this is supposed to be Jean Grey when she was out on the beach in Uncanny X-Men. So this is where she's wondering about the whole time slips. Like, who am I? Why do I keep seeing myself in this Victorian era? I died on that spaceship. Am I me? And then you have time displaced Jean Grey. Like, well, that's Jean Grey, but I'm Jean Grey. Who am I? So it's, I almost feel like it's like these characters are hitting that same question. And so this is where they can use each other to help by the power of legacy, figure out who they are. So do you, do you think it's like a, it's like a Kobik thing? Like Kobik's, putting the two people in touch with each other i think so um yeah because like i mean i all right truth be told like with secret empire number 10 coming out they screwed the pooch like they're like oh yeah the big secret or the the big vanishing point this is going to be massive it's one panel where it shows those characters line up kind of fades to blue and then comes back and it's like and now they've been recharged and it's like that's it you know so i'm supposed to go buy these 10 generation one shots i mean it's a cash grab but it just i don't know it didn't come off with like oh if so, you miss them there's nothing important so this is the moment them, in secret empire number 10 where it it goes to blue and then comes back the, this is what each one of those characters experienced yeah this, this is what because that's how you book, would fit the books or in. the generations book is supposed to be yeah oh uh, that would be where you fit them in so you you could follow adam as cho and read it even though that book was released earlier but now you know when the moment happened oh you okay know? but it's it's nothing in continuity i mean like i think the big ones would be probably like the thor one just because we have reference to odin being like yeah i remember last time i fooled around and had sex with the phoenix <laughs> it's like <laughs> what <laughs> so there's little things like that but that's because i think jason aaron wrote that and he's also writing the marvel legacy one shot so he knows like well i can plant some seeds in this book so some of them will be good some of them won't be the one i'm watching out for will be the captain america one just to see what sam and steve go through you know because even then the big question is 
at the end of Secret Empire, the Captain America in the classic red, wine, blue, who is he? Is he just the memories of Captain America thought by Kobik and given form? Is he the missing memories of Steve Rogers given form? Are there two versions of Steve Rogers out there? The the Hydra cap and regular cap, you know, so it's, I mean, you obviously you have to pick up that, that 10th issue or the 11th issue to see what's really going on. But. Right. And like, I, I remember when, um, when we got at the end of winter soldier story, winter, winter war. No, what was, what was that storyline called? Is it well, just called winter soldier? Yeah, it was pretty much the winter soldier arc. Um, one of the things that you always brought up about that was like, is this actually Bucky or is this just a guy who believes he's Bucky because Steve wished it so with the Cosmic Cube? Right. So that's going to be, I mean, is that what's going to be happening here? Is, I mean, are the, that's that, okay. Well, we'll get into it when, when, when we talk about what we read this week, but you can keep going. Yeah. Well, you bring up an interesting question, but yeah, we'll, we'll touch base with it some more. Um, well, let's see. Uh, Spider-Man Deadpool issue 21. So that comic will keep going on. Fun times as always. A big one for you Star Wars fans. I just lost it. Journey to Star Wars Captain Phasma. So Captain Phasma, I guess, was like a big takeaway character. So she's getting her own book. It's well, like a four-issue mini. I, I, which I think is funny because she really gets underutilized in uh, The Force Awakens. Like, they made a big point of the fact that this character was being created and that uh, the, the actress Gwendolyn Christie is playing her. And then in Force Awakens, she's barely used and then yeah. she's kind of used for comedic reasons at the end and then nothing like she's supposed to be this badass uh imperial soldier kind of thing but nothing nothing so now we're gonna get more of her backstory in these comic books yep it sounds like the boba fett thing you know, yeah kind of like, yeah this character's badass if you only watch the movies why yeah why is this character badass but then when you read the books and everything you're like oh that character is badass <laughs> yeah so that's a tough one uh, the Venomverse officially begins, so issue one of five is out there. That could be fun if you like your Venom with different flavorings. So, like, there's the Spirits of Venom, so that's like a Ghost Rider Venom and things like that. So that should there's be supposed to be uh, Laura Kenny with the Venom, yeah, an X twenty three Venom, yeah. and yeah, all kinds of stuff like that. Even like a Captain America Venom will be out there. So maybe that's more Captain America Steve Rogers than our current Cap. Who knows? <laughs> And then, of course, X-Men Gold issue 11 will be out there, thus continuing the ever-strong saga of our Merry Mutants. So that's pretty much what's on your spinner racks. Okay. What have you been reading this week? Like like we were just getting into, I read issue 8 and 9 of uh, Secret Empire. And in issue, I want to say 9, is when uh, Sam Wilson's um, message goes out there. And he's like, this is, or it's maybe issue 8. Yeah, where his message of, uh, you know, everybody try and believe real hard right now because we're going to try and do this with uh, the shard of uh, Cosmic Cube that we have. And it's, it's funny because the idea is we're going to this this time capsule is going to burrow deep into the earth, <laughs> sit there for 100 years and then jump out into outer space, then travel, send out a message that will travel back in time to one minute from now. And hopefully the the defense shield won't be there, and it, the message will be sent to everybody. Yeah, that uh, that was a weak plot point. <laughs> I, I, I yeah, I, don't, I didn't quite get it either. But oh, all right, fine. That's what that, that that's how that happens. Well, talk about. I mean, it's cool in the fact that they have hope that they'll win. 
You know, it's like we know we're going to win, so we'll just tell our future selves to be like, hey, come back in time and bail us out real quick, you know. But it's like in that case, it's like, well, why didn't you just tell yourselves to go back to the the secret or the Pleasant Hill catastrophe? Well, he says that. He says we – because – and I think as oh, you're right, the moment did. as the uh, the reader, they're like, well, why can't we just send it back to say, hey, Captain America's a Nazi or whatever? And he goes, because that didn't happen. We we can't change what already happened, but we can make sure the future changes kind of thing. And yeah. it's t- w- really, you know, timey, wimey, wibbly, wobbly time travel logic shit. Because that's one thing I always find interesting about time travel movies. It's like, well, we can't change what already happened because it already happened. But we can change what the future. Well, your future is someone else's past. Yeah, so. right? Like, how come the rules don't apply to them, but they suddenly apply to you? Yeah. yeah. No, I agree 100% with that. Uh, no, you know, honestly, like, issue eight was cool because it, it gave me back the Winter Soldier. Issue nine was kind of weak. And issue number 10 was really weak. So what have I been reading? Yeah, Secret Empire 8, 9, and 10. Mm-hmm. Um, I I feel so bad because, like, I know Nick uh, just got shit on. The writer, mm-hmm. you know. Nick like Spencer. Just, yeah, Nick Spencer just got shit on. Everybody's hated this book with a passion. A lot of people haven't been reading it. And it's like, okay, I stayed with it. I've I've been reading his Captain America, and I've been enjoying it, and this is great. But it's the same thing that happens with every damn Marvel event. It's 10 issues, so it's 90% good because the conclusion sucks. Right. Every time. Every last issue is just such a letdown. And I'm like, what happens? Like, are you just to that point of, like, it's a marathon? I don't care if I finish ugly. I just care that I finish. Right. You know? So, I mean, granted, yes, I am speaking prematurely because we need Secret Empire Omega to come out. And truth be told, we even need that Captain America Generations one because I think Nick Spencer wrote that. So that's obviously a little sneak-in issue as well. But, I mean, as it stands, those 10 issues complete the miniseries. I, it was not good. It just did not end well. It's, you know, because like I said, it leaves me with more questions than anything. Yeah. And, I mean, yes, granted, this is a, a, a serial uh, situation, so we want you to come back next week. But, no, next week isn't the release of an issue. It's going to be two, three weeks from now. So, I, yeah, as the event goes, it was a very weak standing. And Marvel, Marvel needs a win. I mean, because right now people are already doubting legacy. You know, they're like, oh, this is just, you know, stupid. It's not going to work. And it's like, well, I mean, I'm, I'm trying to be hopeful, but this was not that this doesn't feed my hope. <laughs> you know? yeah, yeah. I mean, that, and what I was trying to get at earlier with uh, with the whole piece of the cosmic cube that Sam Wilson has, because uh, <laughs> Like going back to the Winter Soldier thing of is this actually Bucky or is this just a guy who now believes he's Bucky because the yeah, Cosmic Cube wish him that way because granted you know the, like I I have gone back and looked at it and with Steve's holding the cube and he's looking at Bucky he's like remember who you are uh-huh. but you know that's an easy what if yeah that's an easy what if to have like you know what if even though Cap was saying those words his emotions were still projecting your Bucky. Right. So, you know, here's this Russian guy who's like, yeah, my name's Vladimir, but I've been forced into believing I'm Bucky Barnes. Holy shit. You know, that could have been something. But obviously the book was successful enough that, hey, let's 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 ride this out. Let's make it legit. Not to say that they didn't have that plan, but what if they did? Right. You know, because that was such an easy enough story. It's kind of like the whole Jason Todd in Hush. You know, what if it was Jason Todd? Eh, last minute, no, we, we can't pull that trigger. It's, right. it's too ballsy. Fans would get mad. But then, hey, you know what? The Every, reaction was really good. Everybody kind of wanted it, it to be Rush yeah. or Jason Todd. Yeah. Uh, so in the book, 
like Cap- Captain America Sam Wilson has like this plan. Like everybody has a plan of either defeating the the um the shield, the defense shield that's around the earth, right. or getting rid of the dark force and you know doing these other things and each one of those things fails. Well, you know, as he's wishing that everybody's plan works kind of thing, uh other things come out. Oh, well, Doctor Strange just happens to pop up and he's like, I have a great way that I can do this to make it th- so the Dark Force field falls down. Yep. And then, uh, uh, oh, look, what's her face who's wearing the quantum bands? Yeah, Quasar's just, back. Yeah, <laughs> just happens to wake up right now and she's powerful enough to take down the shield herself. It's like, I was like, uh, like, I don't know. It seemed like we had these so plans. Do sex machina. Yeah, know. exactly. Deus ex machina. Yeah. That's uh, the proper pronunciation. Yeah. And it just, uh, it just seemed like, uh, it really irked me. Like, is this, is, did their plans work or is it more, Hey, the cosmic cube found a way for plan other plans to work because they wished for it. Yeah. Well, exactly. And that's the thing. Like, I mean, I get it. It is a cosmic cube story, but, Really? You know, I mean, like, that's that's how we get out of this? You know, it's, oh, let's just wish it okay. Yeah. Yeah, I was, I mean, and this just does not bode well after Civil War to after Secret War. I mean, these are books that, yes, I, I should want to read them two or three times, not have to read them two or three times to understand them. You know, like, I should be wanting to take my collection of the 10 issues and read them because it's that awesome now. Right. As opposed to, like, what did I miss? Was it really that fast-paced? Because, I mean, in that case, it's like, well, why didn't you just do this in six? Yeah. Why didn't you just do it in four? You know, if you were going to, in the end, have it that the Cosmic Cube set everything free, then just do it. You know, don't, don't. And even then, it's like, well, this is like, I mean, in that case, Barf, the guy who gave them the Cosmic Cube shard, Mm -hmm. is he a Cosmic Cube? I mean, how how can this guy, I mean, if this guy can barf up the ultimate weapon, then he is the ultimate weapon. So it's like, why not just have barf throw up another Captain America and be like, well, <laughs> go beat the shit out of your Hydra self, and here we go. Yeah. You know, so yeah, I just, I don't know. It, I did like the little conversation between the the memory of Steve Rogers, if that's what we're going with, and the, uh, and the co- cubic, cubic, uh, you know, entity little girl entity in right. in the vanishing point like she she i mean it's it's weird that they went back to like she's like oh i screwed it all up this is this is all my fault and he's like i don't even know where we're at i don't know what's going on she's like ah, i made you think something else and you're not real and this isn't real and he's like well then what is going on and it they really don't explain anything at least not in the issue that i read yet but uh Spoiler alert, yeah. they, won't. <laughs> they won't. Awesome. So, I mean, and I, I've seen the, 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 the image spoils that, that have come out and stuff like that, which I heard was a thing last week. They they released the images online before the book even came out on Wednesday? Yeah. Well, that's been a – if people get mad at Marvel, then be careful because everybody's been doing that. They all do it now because it's it's one of those things where it's like – because obviously, and Marvel's going to do it a lot more organized because they have ABC News on their side, thanks to Disney mm-hmm. and all that. So it's like, well, okay, we know people are going to go to Newsarama, Comic Book Resources, Bleeding Cool, GeekElite Radio.com. They're going to go to these fantastic websites to get their comic book fix. 
And it's like, well, why don't we control it? You know, so it's one of those things where it's like, well, let's throw it out there ourselves and then consequences be damned. But at least we get the casual surfer to click and go. So, you know, I mean, we've seen it. Both universes have done that. Um, And, you know, so, I mean, I don't fault them for doing it. It's it's good publicity for it, you know, because especially like the images they chose to release, you know, a pure red, white and blue Captain America cracking Nazi armor Hydra cap upside the head with Mjolnir. It's like, yeah, that definitely looks good. That's going to show like, hey, he's worthy and he's beating the shit out of the other guy. Um, And oh, God, what was the other? Oh, then the other image was just good old red, white and blue cap standing in front of uh nazi hydra cap you know and the, it's like okay i do have to ask in the issue that i read uh i think is nine uh when they're doing the big fight and you know you got caps or hydra caps people and then sam wilson's caps people um fighting against each other at one point thor is like i'm done this is it yeah and he's just like hey rogers i'm done and then I didn't realize I didn't I didn't see where he went after that. What happened to him? <laughs> did he just take off? Did did he like become worthy again? I don't understand what happened. You know, that's a that's a darn good question. Okay, it's fair. Like, what 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 did happen to that guy? You know, like <laughs> did he Because I know they made it a big point to show Jane Foster coming back. Right. And then know. she loses her powers and becomes like sick Jane Foster again. And then someone has to take her away to a, a place where she can recover. Yeah. Yeah. They did that with Sam. They had him take her off the playing field, which made sense because that goes back to the whole like Donald Blake thing, you know, like when you're not holding the hammer for 30 seconds. But why did she revert, revert back? Because she didn't have the hammer. But because when she got, because basically from what I. What I'm building, uh-huh. and maybe I read the book too fast, it looks like Cthulhu or something like that, however you pronounce the, yeah, the whatever thing possessed Scarlet, Scarlet Witch, Witch. right? It put an enchantment and made like a Hydra Thor hammer, you know? And so, because, yeah, it was like, who, who, he who is ever strong enough will possess the power of Hydra. So that's why Hydra Cap could lift it. Okay. Well, I guess this is in your future, yeah. my past. So when you send this message to me, here's the, here's <laughs> what I'll relay back to you. <laughs> but uh, so anyway, so yeah, that's what they, they put out there. And, um, you know, so the hammer's here. So when she got locked away, wherever it was, whatever mystical prison she was in, when she got pooped back here to Earth, she wasn't in, 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 in touch with the hammer. So that's why she reverted. So she had enough to power to just punch Scarlet Witch. And then uh, I don't even think she set herself free. I think it was more kind of a happy accident. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, it was Doctor Strange that opened up the thing and oh yeah. So then it was out. because of Doctor Strange that let her out. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. Uh, other things I was read. I read uh, Nightwing New World Order. Very nice. Which I did enjoy that book. Um, I can't wait to find out more. Uh, obviously, there was some death that caused him to go. I guess over the deep end on powers. Like, fuck powers. Power, people with powers are bad. They they can't, you know. Uh, and then uh, the the reveal at the last page is that his son is the son of him and more than likely Corey. Yeah. Starfire. That's what I'm, th- that's what I'm leaning towards. Um, great, yeah, good, good book. I really enjoyed it. Uh, can't wait to find out what this means, if it means anything to the regular DC universe, I guess. Regular continuity? Well, I've heard online people have been talking about, or not online, on Twitter, they've been using the word Elseworlds, and people have been like, yeah. So I'm like, okay, 
This is cool. That's fine. Maybe Elseworlds are back. Yeah, bring Elseworlds know? back. Yeah. Yeah. Put, put the little symbol back up there. Yep. All I know is what's going to be hard about this is it's monthly. Ah, I can't wait. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then the other thing that I've read so far was uh, Dark Days Metal. Nice. Yeah. So the first issue, um, a lot of information. Man, I could not believe how much information was thrown into that. And but, Oh, my gosh, right? And then you saw that the toy man that's in the beginning of the book that Mongol has control of is the one that we thought was supposed to be Billy Batson. Well, so when the original art was put out, you see him in the blue pants and the red sweatshirt, sweater or whatever. Oh, okay. So that's why everybody with the dark black hair, it looked like Billy. It's like, oh, man. So a lot of people jumped to that conclusion that, oh, it's Billy Batson. So the JLA is trying to rescue Billy Billy Batson from Mongol. Yeah, it looked like it. I mean, it's like, okay, I could buy that, you know. But then it just so happened that I was like, oh, no, it was Toy Man. And right. that explains why they could all jump into their mechs and connect <laughs> and make the Justice Zord. Yeah. Uh, and, and I liked a little bit of dialogue at the beginning where they were like, uh, I don't understand. Wasn't weren't you just dealing with Mongol when you had to when you had your revenge squad coming after you and stuff like that? And isn't he supposed to be being dealt with by the some other aliens? And they're like, yeah, I don't know why that that's not happening anymore. But he's here now. <laughs> I gotta say, I think I love the caption box. See the nineties when yeah. they're like, remember when Aquaman had a metal hand? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but. Uh, it was a lot of like I, I don't know if I agree with this whole hawk woman is a black hawk now lady black hawk Con- Kendra Saunders yeah that was kind of because lady black hawk's a cool character it's her own character you know it's like we're gonna we're gonna merge some people here yeah so I mean the initial reaction is scary but I will definitely hold out hope and be like okay what are you gonna do for me and. So it looks like Carter Hall is dead in this reality. At some point, he was following the nth metal or whatever, whatever's in the, the diary of Hawkman. Yeah, well, I know they killed him because they actually, they literally, so I didn't pick it up at first, but they had a, an Aqua, sorry, a Hawkman Adam Strange team up. And I just passed on it. I was like, eh, who really cares? <laughs> and then they changed it. Like, they were like, oh, it's called the Death of Hawkman. And it's like, damn. And by that point, it was too late for me. And mm-hmm. I was like, okay. So I mean, I've picked up a couple of the issues. I haven't read it all yet. But obviously, yeah, they did kill Hawkman. So this was in space. A lot of people involved. I think the sad, the Sparrow, I'm sorry, the Sparrow was the big villain behind that one. So it's like, okay, you know, how is, how is this going to play out? So I'm, I have to go back and read those issues now. I'm going to have to see if I can find what's missing and complete it. And then see, are there any clues inside that? But again, it's whole different creative talent teams. So it may have just been like, hey, since Hawkman's dead, can I do this crazy story about him? Yeah, sure, why not? You yeah, know? they're really delving into the whole Hawkman was an archaeologist thing. And, yeah. And, you know, yeah, he's uh, in Batman's following the trail. And I love it that Superman is constantly like, hey, is this the thing that you were investigating? Or Alfred's like, hey, I think it's about time you tell them. And he's like, no, no, not yet. And he's like, I'll tell you when you need to be told. And it's just like, ah, come on, Batman. Just just fucking give it up already. Just tell people what they need, you know. Yep. But uh, it definitely, I mean, this eighth metal and then nth metal and then like what we were talking about in the last podcast, I think, uh, it's it's a big part of it. Oh, yeah. Well, it's exciting. I mean, like this is definitely a big detective comic in the DCU. 
But yeah, I really wish Batman would stop playing it close to the chest from his allies that he's gonna need help with. Yeah, right. It's like you can't really take down Mongol. Like I mean, I love <laughs> you, Batman. I think you're great and all, but no, you can't. You you you're, you're just Batman. <laughs> but piggybacking off of that, and I was curious to see if he had seen it. So there's gonna be part of the solicits. Uh, we get bats out of hell and Hawkman found. So we're going to have a crossover Bats Out of Hell, which will run through Flash 33, Justice League 32, Hal Jordan, the Green Lantern Corps 32, and Justice League 33. And then obviously a uh, one shot called Hawkman Found. Um, the covers are really neat because it's all Ethan Van Scriver art and it's going to connect. So you'll see, you know, Barry Allen Flash versus the Crimson Death, I think is that what it was called, mm-hmm. right? Um Wonder Woman fighting a big armored Batman. Uh, looks like Ares with some bat theme to him. Aquaman fighting the Drowned, which is like a bat aqua woman. Um, Green Lantern fighting an evil Green Lantern Batman. And then Cyborg fighting a very techno evil Batman looking character. So I'm just excited to see how these characters deal with it. Um, and, and what's going on. And then obviously with Hawkman found, this is going to be neat. Uh, the solicit reads off, one of DC's greatest heroes is missing. No one has seen or heard from Carter Hall, a.k.a. Hawkman, in years. So that's the trippy part, years. So that Death of the Hawkman book took yeah, place years so ago. How does this Yeah, how does this play out? Well, I did um, like it when you're reading through his um, his diary in the in the metal book, uh, at one point, you see uh, Will Magnus in the in the Metal Men. Yeah, like he makes reference. He's like, "Hey, there's been scientists that have de- you know had to deal with these metal." So that's something that we asked each other, like, you know, back in the or a couple podcasts back, I believe. He's like, "In the Rebirth world, is Will Magnus and the Metal Men do they exist?" And well, apparently they did. It was in the past. Yeah. Well, and that's what's going to be interesting, you know, like who who gets to return, who gets to stay, and where are they? Because I mean, I I know the Terrifics. I'm excited about that book. Uh, Phantom Phantom Lady. We were just talking about her today. She's in that. Mm-hmm. So you got Phantom Lady, Mister Terrific, Mis- Metamorpho. Metamorpho, and Plastic Man. Plastic Man. You know, so you at least got those four in there. I think there's a couple more. But it's and like, we know Plastic okay, Man is Golden Age crazy. Well, but he's also yeah, that's right. That that's Golden Age crazy. But we we just saw him in the Forge. Yeah, because he yeah. was that weird egg. So yeah. what? I think I think they wanted us to think he was being contained. I think he's containing. So what is he containing? So because, Batman talked him into just containing something yeah, down there like, and living hey, there. There's this something that is is as malleable as you are. So I need you to be its prison. Ooh, I mean yeah. that's that sucks. But that sucks for for plastic. I mean that that shows how much of a hero he's become. Then he's like, I will give up the rest of my life so that I can keep this thing in prison. Like, which for a guy who started off as a as a as a criminal, a two bit criminal, you know? Yeah. That's 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 pretty incredible. Yeah, so I'm curious because <laughs> I don't know something just made me think because there was that panel in in metal and it shows the plastic man egg and then it had question marks. Mm-hmm. So he's obviously aware something's going on. Yeah, you know, and he's even questioning like what the fuck, you know. So I'm kind of like, okay, maybe maybe he's not being locked up because the way they said it, you know, it's like, oh, it's time to let him out in the forge. I think it was. Uh-huh. So it's like, oh, well, they they've had Plastic Man locked up. Why? Why did they have him locked up? You know. So it's like, well, I doubt they arrested him. Maybe he was falling apart and Batman was working on a cure. But I kind of feel like now it's like, no, I think he's holding on to. He's holding on to something, you know, whatever it is, whatever could be, 
you know, that's just insanely and, and uh, just dangerous. So Plastic Man is the keeper of it. Okay. Uh, what else have you been reading this week? Uh, well, I've been kind of going back and forth. I've been going back into the old school stuff. So actually, uh, last time we were talking about this, I was reading all those cable books, you know, trying to go back into the origins of cable. So I was reading the very first mention of Cable, uh, X-Men Alpha Flight. And that one is where Scott and Madeline are pilots and they're flying these scientists out over the Canadian area. And, you know, Loki decides to play a foul of that. So the X-Men and Alpha Flight have to kind of team up to stop it. And Scott is given new powers and, like, he doesn't have to wear his visor. And he's like, yeah, this is... This is kind of a, a nice thing for us. So we were all in control here. Everything's going fine and everybody's happy. Nobody hates one or the other. Um, but, of course, they don't know it's Loki yet, so that'll be the big twist. And that's the first one where we actually find out Madeline's pregnant. And, obviously, I think Claremont had some ideas to be like, oh, yeah, let's, you know, like maybe, you know, he's the the son of Cyclops and there was a little bit of Asgardian magic. So there was definitely something there, but, obviously, that plan got changed massively. <laughs> so okay that's uh that's interesting i'm glad uh you're able to go back and reread that anything else that you wanted to bring up no that was about it for those well okay the last thing i was curious about and this this is kind of delving differently so marvel comics put out a video recently promoting the upcoming marvel legacy one shot um well it's like two weeks from now i'm super hyped and excited for this book i cannot wait so the big question is who is it who's coming back so a, then they made sure to say a major Marvel icon is returning. So you're, you're not necessarily gender revealed or anything like that. So who could this character be? Uh, I, I, I don't know. And, uh, you know, so I don't, what, what's, your, what's your money on? I think, uh, well, I think that, well, one, okay, so Marvel has always had to do this thing where uh, they had to bring back Captain Marvel every so many years in some type of story so that they could keep the name. That's not a big problem anymore because they went on and gave Carol Danvers the name Captain Marvel. Captain Marvel. And uh, DC doesn't even care about that name anymore. They they just changed their Captain Marvel straight up to Shazam. However, we don't have Captain Marvel anymore. Like he's still true. he's still dead. So I really feel like that's that's a big icon of a character, a Marvel character that's not around anymore. Yeah, no, that's a very that's a if you think about your 70s Marvel characters, the vast bulk of them are alive except for Captain Marvel, you know? So that would be a very good pick. So if they do bring him back, do you have him in the classic red, white and blue costume or not red, white, red, blue and gold, or do you bring him back in his green and white original alien escape costume? I would I would bring him back in his uh his alien escape costume the green and the green and white costume just because i think because you already have uh carol in her new costume and you have uh ms marvel right M- uh, macaulay kane mala call I, I forget what her, her name yeah, is I can't sorry think of it right now uh but yeah I, I think that you would put her you put him in that costume just because you know it'd be different yeah, definitely. That's true. I didn't. I didn't even think about that because they both represent the more modern Captain Marvel colors. So it'd be kind of nice to have him bring that back. You know, there's such a big list of Marvel characters that are missing. You know, like if we think about the X Men, 
Professor X, Wolverine, Cyclops, and Jean, the original versions of them are MIA. Granted, we do have these, you know, potential Captain, or sorry, Professor Xavier and um, Jean Grey characters out there, but, you know, your, your top line of the X-Men are gone. Um, most families are missing people. I mean, technically, Iron Man's MIA. Captain America, we don't know what we're seeing. The mighty Thor, I mean, they could try to do something like that. Like, is this the issue where Thor picks up the hammer and becomes the mighty Thor again? There's so much that is missing from the Marvel Universe. Bruce Banner, the Incredible Hulk, you know? So it's like, man, there's just, there's a big list of stuff. I was kind of hoping that the character that would be returning to the Marvel U, I was hoping it would be Miracle Man. That way it could kind of also be like, hey, you know, DC's bringing the Watchmen, which is a great Alan Moore thing. Maybe Marvel could do the same thing with Miracle Man. But they ruled that out. Somebody else at one of the, I think, English conventions had the same thought and asked it, and they shot it down. Oh, interesting. Uh, Yeah. I mean, I I get it, and I, I think that'd be cool. For you, <laughs> I just don't think it's a big enough Marvel icon. Oh, that character, yeah, like it's yeah, it's now. I would say another possibility that it could be, and I think it would be a real cop out because we have a bunch of different versions of him already. But I think it'd be like like Wolverine, like the the actual the, one, the actual Logan that's supposed to be around the pro- appropriate age, you know, being brought back because uh, you know at for. <laughs> For a good long time until Deadpool took the spot, Wolverine was the I'm in every book kind True, of, yeah. uh, you know, uh, Marvel hero. Um, now, we already have Old Man Logan. We already have Laura Kinney, uh, who's now Wolverine instead of X-23. Right. And we have Gabby, who is her X-23, but also dresses kind of like a Wolverine. So, I mean, we have different versions of Wolverine oh, already. Well, that's not even the tip of it. We've got... James Hudson, Jimmy Hudson, Wolverine there from the Ultimate go. Comics. Yeah. And you also have, oh, Dakin. Dakin's due for an appearance. So, I mean, we have a bunch of versions of Wolverine. You yeah. don't really need to bring him back. So, I don't know. I, yeah. I, I, I'm I hoping we get more clues as we get closer. Yeah. All right. So two questions come to mind. First question. How do you feel about Marvel going back with the legacy numbers? Like what? You, so like now we're gonna have like Thor seven hundred, uh, Captain America six fifty six. Look, things we, like that. we I think we've talked about this a bunch of times. Like they're gonna, they're always gonna come back to those numbers just because it sounds cool to have right. issue seven hundred, but then it also sounds really cool to have issue number one to get people to come in. So it to me it sucks as a collector if you're a collector because it, it kind of throws everything off a oh, off man. a whack, but then it brings everything back. So I don't know. I don't know what to say to that. What do you? How do you feel? I like it personally, just because. Again, like, luckily, I, I and I hope I'm not tooting my own horn here, but I feel I'm comic book savvy enough, you know. But it's one of those things where it's like, yeah, I feel bad. Like, what if some new kid goes into a comic shop, and you know, either a nobody helps the kid, or b they help him and they're wrong. So a kid comes in and is like, yeah, I just love that new Thor Ragnarok movie. Oh, awesome. You want to get some back issues? Sure. He finds a Thor number one, Thor number two, and so on. And this could be like Thor number one from J. Michael Straczynski, from Matt Fratch, you know, and all over the place. It could be Mighty Thor. It could be Thor. It could be Thor the Unworthy. Yeah, and so and that's what's tough because this kid picks that up and, you know, it's like – because at least before, a miniseries would say it's a miniseries, you Mm -hmm. know, one of seven. 
you know, and things like that. And like, I mean, I, I get at the initial start of it, they said, oh, we want to do like the television uh, season theme, which is cool. You know, and another fan even just brought up, why not just do it like this is the September 2017 issue. This is the October 2017 issue. I was like, that's actually pretty smart because then you could say like, all right, what if I want to start reading from, you know, the year and month I was born? Boom, you know, and things like that. So that that's a tough one. So, I mean, I'm glad the comics, because I think the comics need to be fixed um, just because you, you can't expect every comic shop to invest their life in it, which would be great. But at the same time, when they're changing it every four months, because I think it was Bleeding Cool did the numbers ever since... 1999 i think marvel has put out a new number one for every month except for three of them since 99 till now wow yeah and that's just too much yeah you know i mean that's ridiculous yes i get the draw but at the same time you know you could do stuff it begins here part one of seven there's ways to play around that you know because so i've been reorganizing my trades and hardcovers and that's been such a pain in the ass because you know, at some points, like they'll they'll decide, like oh, like Superman, for example, they did Superman, the Man of Steel trades. So you know that's easy. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Those are in perfect order. That's easy. But then they released another couple of trades that are part of that era, and you're like, well, how do these fit in? And why didn't they just keep it all uniform or something like that? So that's what's tough. And then you got to look at things, you know, like how do I fit action in there with Man of Steel and. So it's it, to me like I like the idea that Marvel's doing with the epic collections and I'm like well if you feel the need to say okay people that go to a, a store need to buy issue 1 and 2 and 3 then you should probably do that uniform across the line. So I I'm I'm up for the big numbers. I love that stuff, you know. I think it's neat to always be like, "Oh, I have the 600th issue. I have cuz those are the issues that I come back for." You know, like I might not be reading it, but I'll be like, OK, maybe I will pick up this one. All right. You're guaranteed to get me for five or six comics. So I say go for it. Fair enough. All right. Then the second question, just because we were talking and I hadn't thought about Dakin. So in a no holds barred fight, who do you think wins? Dakin or Damien? Oh, wow. Um, in a no holds barred fight. Yeah, weapons are allowed. All their secret mumbo jumbos allowed. What do you? Who do you go? Who do you give it to? The son of Batman versus the son of Wolverine. Uh, I guess I, I guess I would just have to give it to Dakin because of the healing factor. Like, unless Damien is able to get a hold of the the Masa Moon Blade or whatever it is that they oh, yeah, they, that. they say can negate a healing factor, I, I don't I don't see him winning. Yeah, I think I agree with you on that one because while Damien is a good hand-to-hander, that can only last you so long. He's going to get get tired. Yeah, exactly. He's going to get tired, and you're dealing with an evil, vicious man fighting still a young teenager boy. Yeah. Yeah, because as we saw in his appearance in the Nightwing books, sometimes he just comes off as a whiny little brat, <laughs> and that is not the skill set that helps you be the best that no. is. <laughs> but apparently Dakin is a good guy now. Like, He's all over the place. In, yeah, I think in the Wolverine book, which is uh, Laura Kenny, like the last one I read, the one where they were using the healing factors from all the different uh, different strains of Wolverine, the clones of Wolverine, like to heal this space virus thing. Oh wow! Yeah, the, he's like he's a, he's a good guy. He's kind of in love with with Laura, which is kind of weird because yeah. they're kind of siblings. Uh, and I think that they were in love. Maybe I was re- I was reading that wrong, but they were. <laughs> 
you know, they were affectionate towards towards each other. Maybe it's a brother and sister thing, but uh, he's like, I I've, I've been doing my thing to redeem myself and stuff like that. So he's supposedly supposed to be a good guy now. Oh, that's not bad. I like that idea because he's a great character. It's just bad circumstances. Yeah, exactly. Okay. All right. So, all right, that's interesting. But let's get on to our challenge now. The main <laughs> event. Here it comes. <laughs> Uh, renew your vows. Renew your vows. Uh, Warzone was part of the Secret Wars uh, crossover. I guess is the best way to put it. Yeah, yeah. One of the spinoff books uh, during the Battle World. I, I'm, I'm guessing they brought in the Peter Parker from this world to what battle it out with other Peter Parkers? Or actually, in that one, it was just so the way when they did that, they they had like three types of books. One where it would be the fighting. One where it would just be story. And then I forget what the third one was, but this one, this one was just straight up story. It was just a location, and let's let's learn about it. Oh, okay. So it really didn't even interact with Secret Wars, uh, except for the fact that it's it was Secret just Wars in the corner. Yeah. Okay, so uh, in the book, you have this storyline where you know uh, Mary Jane and, and Peter are still are married. They have a baby girl named Anna May. I think is what they ended up calling Anna May. Um, and, yeah, Annie oh. May Parker. And uh, obviously named after Anna Watson, Mary Jane Watson's aunt. And uh, at some point, she ends up, um, uh, her and and Mary Jane, well, I guess what happens is a bunch of villains, um, they uh, escape from Rikers Island, Strikers Island? Rikers. Rikers, yeah. And... And so at this point, uh, I, th- I believe Regent has already started taking people out, but secretly. Yeah. And uh, basically when all the villains escape the prison, the Avengers are going to go take care of it. And this is like all the Avengers. But uh, Peter knows that there is one certain villain that was being held there that's really dire to him. So he heads straight home. And that's where you see Eddie Brock Venom is basically has his his wife and child held held captive and he uh he it's revealed that he has to fight him to the death he has to kill him or else his he's gonna lose his wife and daughter yeah and after that day he decides he's never going to be spider-man again because it puts 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 them in way too much danger then you skip forward like i think i want to say 10 years I felt eight, but it was somewhere. It was somewhere, somewhere eight there. and ten, yeah. For her to grow up, the daughter to grow right. up, right? And uh, Regent has become all powerful. He's he's taken out all the all the superheroes, taken out all the X Men. He has all the power sets, and uh, anytime someone and people were constantly scanned to, ha- to see if they have any abilities. He really wants Spider Man's ability because he needs the Spider Sense to take out a oncoming danger. That he says is going to be there soon, and he needs the spider sense to to defeat it. This is kind of the reason why he he took this upon himself to be this. Yeah, because he wasn't necessarily being. a villain, but at the same time, he could have asked probably. Yeah, he, I <laughs> okay, mean, he, can I use your powers to help you? <laughs> yeah, exactly. But uh, and and Spider Man has or Peter Parker has successfully been able to inhibit inhibit his powers as well as Annie's powers. Uh, eventually. It's discovered that Annie has her powers, and uh, the C- Sinister Six, which is now Regent's like elite guard, right. are are being used to round up Annie and 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 anybody else that has powers. 
And then there's a, also a um, uh, a resistance party, which is made up of the Prowler, Mockingbird, and a couple other people. Even Spot, Doctor Ohm, um, and he's using his powers to teleport people places. But he's it's really like taking an effect on him. Yeah. He's like literally. It, they keep showing if he does one more, he's gonna die. The- uh, eventually, uh, you know, Spider Man makes himself known. He goes and has to fight the Regent. They use whatever abilities he has left. Uh, Mary Jane ends up getting a piece of uh, the Regent armor yeah. to absorb powers, and they defeat Regent. But the end of it is is like, well, now you have to deal with the what thing that's coming, and I don't know what happens after that. So, I think that might have been an allusion towards the Secret War battle. I think that's oh, what okay. that was. Is like. The Thors and the God Doom and stuff like that. Which That's is, what I felt it was. So but. I mean, I know it's 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 a Spider-Man book, so it's interesting that they he would say that I need the Spider Sense, but there are other heroes that have a danger sense, so to speak. I oh, mean, yeah. Ricochet himself, which is a creation through From Spider-Man, Spider-Man books, yeah. he had a danger sense that was uh, one of his things, which is essentially the same as a spider sense, or you know, telepaths kind of have a spider yeah, sense. They've got a better spider yeah. sense. <laughs> so, or fortune tellers, I guess. I don't know. However, you want to say it, but uh, it, it, I still enjoyed the story. Um, the idea was to come up with a DC f- hero that has a family that got taken away, um, give it back to him or her, and then uh, put them in a world where there is a omnipotent being that's keeping everybody suppressed and uh you know put, give them give him an elite guard kind of thing and then uh take a, take away a group of superpowers superpower beings yep yep so this is our challenge this is what we got to so I, I mean I'll I'll go ahead and go first since it was my challenge and uh I want to throw it out there that I did I did Wally West cuz before uh Flashpoint Wally West had a wife, two kids, a huge Flash family. Yeah. And, uh, you know, was kind of doing great for himself. After Flashpoint, all of New 52, he didn't exist. They yeah. they, they brought in... The new Wally. They brought in the new Wally, who was a much younger kid. And then they... After Rebirth, well, he was what kicked off Rebirth, him coming back, but he... Iris doesn't remember him. Not Iris. I'm sorry. Um, Linda. Linda doesn't yeah, remember Linda him. Doesn't remember him. And uh, they. He, so he doesn't have. So he, I mean, they. He talks about the. You know, in in the new uh, rebirth world, he talks about. You know, I I have the memories of being with Linda, but she doesn't, and we're not together right now. So does that mean he has the memories of his son Jay and daughter Irie? You know, it, it's stuff like that. Like I'm curious. Like, does he remember Jay Garrick? You yeah. Know, like. Yeah, so, yeah, that's a big discussion. <laughs> that's a big can of worms, but good character choice, though, to pick. But that, So that's who I, I, I would give them. I, I would make it so that uh, Wally has... Uh, now, in the MC2 universe, it was May, Mayday Parker. So yes. the daughter of Spider-Man was named after Aunt May. So in this, in our DC pre-Flashpoint universe, it was Jay and Irie. Which was named after Jay Garrick and uh, Iris, Iris Iris West's aunt. Yep. Um, if we want to switch it up, it could be Joan and Ira. Maybe. Yeah. You know. Well, no, that works because that would have been Joan is the wife of Jay Garrick, right? And 
Ira would be just the male version of Iris. Well, but even then, too, actually, wasn't Ira, wasn't that Iris's father? That probably, yeah, that sounds about right. That was right, if I remember correctly. So, which, you know, still follows the lineage and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, We could then have his Venom, so be Wally West's uh, arch villain. Arch villain. I mean, you have a Flash. You need your reverse Flash. Oh, yes, you do. And Wally West's reverse Flash is Hunter Zolomon. You know, Zoom. And yeah. he is crazy enough that he would show up at, you know, he would be like, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to make you a better hero because your wife and child are going to die. And he, he has to do the one thing that he's not supposed to do. He has to kill Hunter. Yeah. And, you know, that's you know that's what he does. And maybe he, he, he puts up the, the cow from right then. Uh, who would be his regent? I didn't want. I didn't create a uh, a new character like the regent was created for the Marvel universe. Uh, I brought in a character that I re- I already feel like is that version of of uh, of the character for the Flash. I think Savitar. Savitar is the god of speed, so he calls yeah. himself. Uh, he could easily come back in time, travel through time like speedsters are able to do, suck up all the uh, speed force from the other speed family or uh flash family members so your jesse quicks your johnny quicks your your jay garrick's your max mercury's your bart allen or bart allen yeah 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 bart allen barry allen you know uh he takes that away and now the only person left is wally because he's been in hiding and his his two kids he's gonna call him out yeah and you know that's that's what he his his elite guard would probably be the would be the rogues, the the splash rogues. So I like that. your Captain Colds, your your uh, top heat wave, heat wave that, yeah. yeah, and uh, and the Flash would be the 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 group of superheroes that would be eliminated. The Flash family would be eliminated from from the thing. I so. like that. Well, I just and I think it's neat because so I always love the symmetry between the two universes, mm-hmm. and Wally's a great pick because he is living that nightmare. He is, you know, he is living that. I mean, because at least. This Spider-Man is an alternate reality. Right. But this Wally is the reality. Right. You know. So and at least Peter Parker didn't remember. The, the Peter Parker we follow in the 616 universe, if they can still call it, that doesn't remember the fact that him and MJ were married and had a, a baby or anything like that. Yeah, Mephesto took those memories. <laughs> but Wally does. Yeah. So, that yeah, that, I mean, I know that. Jay and Irie weren't the first incarnations of the Tornado Twins. You had uh, Barry and Iris had those twins, right? Yeah. So, but even then, they never did anything with those characters. Like they never bothered. Like, oh, well, let's let's put them in the Legion of Superheroes since this was like Barry and Iris were living in the future. They never did much with the Tornado Twins. Like honestly, they they had a lot more appearances in Wally's run as Flash. Wow. So your only Flash children would have been Wally's. Yeah. Yeah, unless you count Bart, but Bart's the grandson, and even then he's you know the the child of Flash in a way, so that does put him in that. So I mean, you've only had three children, but I mean for the most part, yeah, it was Irie and and uh, Jay. So yeah, that's uh, that's where my story would went there would have gone. I I think they I think they really do need to bring in Jay and Irie some way. I mean, I I know that's not going to happen in the new Rebirth universe because we want to keep. Wally at a certain age where he's a part of Dick's Titans team and stuff like that. But uh, I would really like to see, cause I, I was really enjoying that. Cause you had Jay who was getting the speed force pumped into him, gave him like more muscle mass. Yeah, and then you had right. Irie who was, uh, became impulse, right? 
Yep. She took on the Impulse name, and he took on the Kid Flash name. Actually, I don't think he really had anything. He no, because, because Bart well, was the Kid Flash. Yeah, Bart was the Kid Flash. He got the muscles, but then even then they took that away because there was a point where he didn't have a power set. So it was kind of neat because that was that almost felt like it was leading towards Kingdom Come. Yeah, true. You know, so I was like, oh, maybe maybe we'll have something building from this. All right, now I want to hear who is you picked. Okay, so mine. Uh, I went off a little bit on the. The creative end here, but I decided I wanted to, to uh, I guess the, the part I had struggle with, and it was funny because I didn't even think about the Flash family. So my mind went to, okay, who's going to have the biggest ramifications in the DCU and who have had marriages? So I was like, okay, well, there was the elongated man and, and Sue, but they they were supposed to have a child, but they got killed. Right. So I was like, hmm, maybe. The Hawk people, and I really thought long and hard about that one, but I was like, they just don't have too much of a ramification, though, in the DCU. They don't. And so I was like, well, that becomes pointless. <laughs> so I thought about it, and I decided to go with Ray Palmer, the Atom. Mm. Now you're going to have to I'm, – I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to flex the allowability of the challenge here, but here's what I'm going to go with. So Ray Palmer, as the reason why he becomes so special in this situation is because him and his wife, um, Gene, Jean, they were the first – comic book characters to actually get a divorce which was huge because in comics that never happened right um so they got their divorce and it was crazy and then eventually years later or decades later they finally had it to a point where she went crazy wanted him back and created the identity crisis Mm -hmm. and the identity crisis really split the dcu to me that was a new age in dc comics and again this is a story we often you know reference and talk to yeah talk about so Doing one of those crazy comic book moments, I went back in time to 1969. <laughs> Atom and Hawkman, issue 45. Gene Lorning, the, the fiancé of... Uh, actually, no, wife. Wife of okay. fiancé, I think. Uh, well, but, you know, Adam's woman. Uh, she's abducted and driven insane. And from that, they actually left her crazy... For just about a year. She was insane. And then finally in Justice League of America, issue 81, they finally cured her insanity. So I thought, hey, Identity Crisis goes back and references these old Silver Age stories. Maybe that's the missing piece. It's not that Jean did it out of jealousy. It's just that she's crazy. We didn't totally cure her. Mm -hmm. So I just had it that. And I I thought this would be perfect for Ray because one of Ray's biggest uh, villains to fight is Kronos, the the, the Kronos in the time pool. Mm -hmm. So Kronos is always jumping back in time, trying to steal artifacts so he can be rich in modern times. And of course, the Adam is like, no, you can't do that because science and blah, 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 blah. So I thought, what if Ray decides, like, what are the ramifications of stopping Gene from being insane? Nothing. It just makes her life better. So he's tempted. So he does it. He goes back in into the time pool and stops her from being insane. And that never put the weight on their marriage. She never suffered firsthand because of his superheroics. So they never got divorced. So this is renew your crisis. <laughs> so now we, we finally have it to a point where they've been married. And so instead of being one of the first couples to get divorced, they're going to be one of the first couples to actually have a child. Okay. So Ray and Jean announce, Hey, you know, we've got a child here. So that's just reason enough for Ray to kind of hang up the cowl. You know, it's like, I want to raise my child. So obviously with Ray being super smart, being a scientific guy and a college professor, when they have his child, his child is just exposed to like other professors living the college life and all these things. So, 
due to meta human physics and things like that, the child does exhibit mass control ability. So he can get real big, he can get real small, he can get real light, he can get real heavy. Um, so he becomes micro, you know, part of the Adam family. So everything's going good and whatnot, and we'll keep flashing forward. Now, the nice thing about Gene not going crazy and never having lost Ray means there's no identity crisis. So in the identity crisis, one of the big ramifications was Batman basically losing his shit and being really untrustworthy with everybody. Right. So the OMAC, not the OMAC, the OMAC is the side of uh, Brother I. Mm Mm-hmm. So Brother I would basically implant data chips into people and they would become Omax and, and things like that. So Batman is still going to, because the other part of the identity crisis with the memory wipes, that still happened, unfortunately. So Batman still has reason to build Brother I, but he's kept it more to the chest. And it's also been kind of like a, you know, a secondary project because obviously there's no reason for him to remember that he doesn't trust the League as much as there was in the identity crisis. You know, and this also plays out nice for Tim Drake because he doesn't lose his father. Or will he? Ooh. But anyway, so um, so the, the, the brother I is there. And with Micro, the name is a play on two things. Micro, because he can shrink down and stuff like that. But he's also real tech savvy, so microchip. So he's constantly like, the, the, one of the coolest moments of the Atom back in the day was when he would go through the telephone. So he would travel on the sound waves and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So Micro is doing that. He travels the, the information highway and things like that. So while he's in there, he kind of finds a mentor who speaks to him. Somebody who acts like a brother to him. So this brother just whispers more and more into him and, and, and so on and so on and so on. So, of course, Micro, just being an innocent enough kid growing up on a college campus, can't see the harm in any of this, but he knows all the stuff. So he, instead of instead of the OMAX being multiple people, because the whole point of OMAC was it being a one-man army corps. Right. So the OMAC is just totally taking over Micro, you know. And I, I didn't come up with a name for the kid. I guess, you know, we could call him... Al Palmer, you know, yeah. just because or of the you fact could just that he's be Ray you know, Palmer Jr. Yeah, you know, something to that effect. So I didn't flesh him out in terms of the secret identity thing. <sighs> but anyway, so he winds up becoming the OMAC. So this does change elements of the infinite crisis because in the infinite crisis, Jean's already insane, locked up in Arkham Asylum. She was given the Eclipso, uh, Diamond. Eclipso Diamond by Alexander Luther and the Psycho Pirate. And her mission was to seduce the specter so he could kill all of the magic. Well, obviously that doesn't happen. So the magic force is still there, which helps the heroes defeat the infinite crisis that much faster. So Luther's plans foil even more so. So everybody's thinking there's everything's fine. Ray never had a reason to leave. So Earth-51 actually winds up surviving a lot better because it was never destroyed thanks to Palmer's influences. And so Ray feels like I haven't done anything. You know, like the timeline is still good. Everything's okay. And as far as he knows, he's living life happily. Um, But then his son starts getting corrupted and things like that. So the son decides that because of the programming of the OMAC and the OMAC having defeated, having not necessarily like been being involved, but it still had that protocol to hunt down the heroes. It'll still have that secondary protocol. So now that it's essentially become more powerful and the heroes are thinking, hey, we stopped these crises. It's time to emerge the Alpha Protocol, which is, you know, the taking down of heroes. So the first, and I was torn with Atom, because do I connect him back to his JSA roots? Do I connect him to the time when he was in the Teen Titans? But I'm ruling out the Teen Titans just because 
he would have been there during zero hour, but he wouldn't have been in zero hour because he would have been a father. Right. So he wouldn't have had that Titans history. I'm going to take the JSA off of the board just because this connection's not that strong. So I thought, well, what's the Adams' biggest claim to fame? Being part of the satellite era. So the satellite era is going to work out very nicely because they lived in a satellite and there's going to be electronics all over the place, gadgetry, or, you know, all this, this technology all around it. So, you know, micro slips in and he, he basically takes over part of them. But now in the nice little twist, because you always have to have those types of things, the OMAC, you know, so brother I discovers because it's cataloging power sources and things like that. It, understands that the eclipso diamond is really good because the eclipso diamond has the ability to spread itself out to multiple people so it realizes well if i can create an omac and spread this into the eclipso virus i can really get some you know some uh, i can take over more people and give them stronger powers so they become eclipso macked yeah that's going to be probably needing some changing but <laughs> i think it's kind of neat to to end it off there, so they get Eclipso Mac. So basically, like how you had your rogues and, and how there were the, um, the the Sinister Six, I would actually take the original seven. So they've been Eclipso Mac. Right. So now that Batman's off the board, this is going to be even harder to deal with. Right. You know. So the JLA gets wiped off. So they're the X Men. The, the 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 Magnificent Seven are basically the. Um, What's the words I'm looking for? The, the Sinister Six. Right. Um, now, the last person to come back and basically be the one that's going to take out his family. And this is where it's going to be a, a tough call because it's not like the Atom has necessarily a big enough uh, set of villains for this to happen. Um, so I'm kind of this is, I guess, where I've kind of painted myself into a corner. I'm not too sure how to go about it. So maybe kind of keeping in symmetry with what happened to the other Atom. This is where Deathstroke, via a last command by Batman, or not command, but a last offering, is like, we know the Adam's gone AWOL. It's his son who's doing it. So Deathstroke realizes he has to take out Micro. So it's Deathstroke who has to come in. And so this kind of plays out because Deathstroke is the one responsible for killing the Atom. Right. The, Ray, the Ryan Choi Atom. So Adam, that kind of elevated those two to now having history. So I think that's who the person would be. So you have to have Ray Palmer get back into the hero game to save his son, but also save his family from being killed by Deathstroke. So it's a little, it's way different than what was out there. But I just thought it was neat because you see how this one tiny character could affect so many of the other crises. Right, yeah. Because the identity crisis never happens. Right. The infinite crisis happens way faster. And then because of his connections to the League and his child along with, you know, with with the information source, hooks up with Brother Eye and Omac and and deals with all this stuff. So ultimately, by the time it's all said and done, my power collecting person would be Omac. Or not Omac, but Brother Eye. But I think what would be neat in this situation after the fallout of it is Brother I is going to transfer his consciousness into Ray Palmer Jr. And then that's kind of one of the things where, like, the, 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 the Ray, or so not the Ray, the Atom never got his happy ending because it's like, well, I either am doomed to lose my wife, but I never had a family that suffered for it, or I lose my family, but now I have a wife who suffers for it. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of what paints him into it. So I guess mine's more just a dark Elseworlds, <laughs> you know, three-issue mini, and that's about it. So that's how I would present that. I, I mean, I really enjoyed the the Eclipso and OMAC uh, merging because uh, if you you think about how both of those are, are um, like virus that spread kind of idea. 
Like right. uh, the OMAC and Brother Eye are, are very much a hive mind, and a uh, the uh, Eclipso is a parasite. You know, it takes over whatever it, uh, host body it, it comes in contact with. It's just it's interesting to think about the two of them coming together and then spreading from there, like making a super virus. Yeah. So that I thought that was that was really cool. Uh, I really enjoyed that. That was great. Yeah, yeah, that was a neat one because I I, I, I like. I like what that basically when Renew Your Vows first got announced, I was so excited for it. I was curious to see what it was going to do. And what was funny was obviously at the same time, you know, DC was doing Convergence, Marvel was doing the Secret Wars, and we saw the Convergence Superman books uh, written by Dan, written by written by and drawn by Dan Jurgens, and that's what introduced us to Jonathan Kent. So I thought it was kind of funny how it's like, wow, Superman, Spider-Man, not only do they get their marriages back, but then they also get to play the part of father again. So I thought that was really neat. And obviously DC made it full in part of their continuity. Marvel just made a really neat world for us to play in. That's Yeah, that's, that's great. Um, all right, so if you have anything you'd like to add to our uh, little stories that we created here, we'd love to hear it. If you have anything you want to talk about with the comic books that you've read recently or the what's on the spinner rack we'd love to hear that too if you have a prediction who you think will be coming back in marvel legacy let us know i'd love to think i'd love to see what other people are looking forward to who do you want back in the marvel you proper or what do you think about catwoman saying yes or catwoman saying no to the proposal we need to we need to hear that too uh all right the best way to get a hold of us or at least me is at agent underscore of the underscore bat on twitter Chris is also on Twitter as stuff. I should say should being spelled S H U D the rest of the geek elite radio is at geek elite radio on Twitter, uh, at geek elite radio on Instagram and facebook.com backslash geek elite radio. Check out our Facebook or our actual website, geek elite radio.com for archived episodes of this podcast and other podcasts on the geek elite radio network. But until next time, this is imagine if on the geek elite radio network saying, always remember to geek, geek out. out. We now return you to your regularly scheduled program.